Hi, I want to welcome you to our podcast today, and we're talking about belief systems. But first, I want to introduce Kitty Ramirez, who is director of our training department. And we have my mom, Doris Craddock, that's CEO, and I'm Christy Craddock, president. And we're with His Truth Transforms, which is a biblical counseling, teaching, and training center. So we're going to talk today about finding victory in our belief systems. And I wanted to start out by just um, saying a statement. My father, who was a counselor and author here in Oklahoma City, and for many years through his counseling, he saw what people believe is so important because that is how they're acting. And he had a statement that he would say, a lie believed as truth will affect your life as if it were true, even though it is a lie. And let me say that again for the people listening. A lie believed as truth will affect your life as if it were true, even though it is a lie. For example, growing up, if a parent tells you you're stupid and they kind of repeat that statement in various ways, you are going to start believing you are stupid. And there will be life experiences in your life that will even reinforce that belief. Do you all have any examples of what of our belief systems and just that negative response? One thing I remember when I was in grade school and my step, I asked my stepfather a question and he said, Doris, I can't believe that you're so stupid you don't know that. With what that did, I never said anything to him and I don't even know what it was that I asked. Mm-hmm. But it ended up making me think that I was stupid. So I went through life and if somebody had asked me if I knew that or if I had done that, I'd say yes, just because I didn't want to feel stupid. And when I look back down, I realized I was really lying, but I didn't see that as a lie. And so as we go through life, that happens. There's so many times if you grow up with a a father who's very strict or maybe one like I had who would just off the cuff say things like that, uh, it can affect you. And so you start acting out in your emotions the way that somebody has said something to you in that way. You know, and that's a perfect example that um, many Christians are confused um, about what God's Word says about them and what they experience in their everyday lives. And it's what Christy was mentioning on a lie believed as a truth will affect your life as truth even though it's a lie. We have been programmed by our circumstances and environment to believe certain things to be true about us whether they're true or not. And for example, in my life, I was raised with a uh, a military career dad. And when he was working on a project and as a young person going up and wanting help with my homework, uh, running over to dad and dad would say something along the lines, not now, I'm too busy, you know, just step out of the way. Mm -hmm. And that belief was ingrained in my life all the way to adulthood that when I stepped into someone's office, for example, and they were busy working on a project, I would have this anxiety strike up within me and um, respond to that anxiety and uh, not boldly confront, you know, a situation perhaps that needed to be confronted because that person was, so to speak, an authority person and, and I couldn't bother an authority person. So it's going back to, are my beliefs dictating Um, from the world standard or am I camping on what God has to say about my beliefs and letting that be my motivator. Right. 
I grew up, you know, in a Christian home, and so I didn't have the negativity that some people have, but I still, um, in high school, a situation happened, and I believed I wasn't smart enough, I wasn't good enough, I wasn't pretty enough. And because that was my foundation and my belief system stemmed from those negative thoughts, I started eating disorder in high school. Because if I can control one thing, then I'll look pretty enough, I'll look smart enough, because I can control that weight. And that um, just took over my life of everything stemmed from there. And so even when our negative thoughts, it can produce behavior that we need to really look at. And even a biblical example is looking at Moses in Exodus where, you know, God was telling him, I'm going to use you to free the Israelites, yet he didn't focus on God's power. He focused on his weakness. And that's what we do. That's what we don't see is how our weaknesses take over. That's for sure. Um, what? Let's explain now just even belief systems. What do we mean by the belief system and, and kind of talk about that a little bit. I think many times the belief system is what we mm -hmm. what we feel like we've entrusted our emotions to. And um, yeah. so much of the time as we think about uh, looking back in a negative background, we don't see that as negative. But we start blaming others or we feel guilty or we get uh, angry because things don't go our way or we want everything our way because we always have to be right. And so a belief system is, uh, is something that is formed from the time you're just a baby to, and then we become a Christian. And one of the verses that's helped me is in a, Romans 12, 2. And it says, and, be, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, mm -hmm. that which is good and acceptable and perfect. So God wants to transform our mind. Mm-hmm. It's to realize it's our belief system is it's a collection of our thoughts, ideas, rationalizations that produce what we believe. And a lot of time that belief or the, that circumstance is based on before even our knowledge of God. And mm -hmm. so to realize that most of our beliefs were formed before even any spiritual awareness. And then from those beliefs, it influences and controls how we respond to life. And I think mm -hmm. it's real important too mm -hmm. on beliefs that our belief system is very selective. Mm -hmm. So for example, if we have a belief system that we're rejected and say I'm walking down the street and I see a very good friend of mine on the other side of the street and I wave at her and she doesn't wave back, well, I'm going to own that. My belief system, since it's seeped in rejection, she has rejected me. And come to find out later, she may have been talking on the phone and there was an emergency going on and she didn't see me. But it's important for us to realize that our particular um, bent mm -hmm. in our belief system is very selective and we'll, we'll gravitate to whatever will shore up that belief system, validate that belief yeah. system. That's so true. We need to realize our beliefs, the negative beliefs, seem more true to us than God's word. Mm -hmm. And that's where from, so let's talk about how when our belief system is really, it's that we're looking at the lies and those lies produce bondage in our life. Well, we don't start out thinking, well, I gotta change my beliefs, but what do we change? We wanna change our emotions many times. Yeah, 
or even we try to by effort. Yes. We try to do it by effort in emotions. Where what does that look like in our lives? Like what can we point out to people? How do we change our efforts? What do we do? Well, some of the efforts might be I've got to try harder, mm-hmm. move move harder, or um, and and that we might become yeah. manipulative or controlling. It's got to be my way or the highway. Yeah. Or the other end of that spectrum is I just give up. You know, I, I just can't change anything, so why try? Yeah. So those are the two major uh, pitfalls we fall into when we try to, to make ourselves effort the authority of our lives instead of God's Word. Right. That effort is even I'll work longer hours, I'll be a better exactly. employee, whatever, or my kids, I'll make, you know, have them look a certain way, or they'll be in activity, so they'll, we'll all look like this certain family. And from that, that those efforts and behavior, thoughts are produced. Yes. So what are some of the negative thoughts that we've seen or we've even lived out in think, our lives? I think many times that's when uh, uh, negative thoughts, We, mm-hmm. uh, if you have a tendency to, and you grow up and you want to be perfect and, uh, and you never are, then you start putting yourself down mm-hmm. and you, don't, you just don't feel like I don't measure up to what God wants me to do. And many times we're not even looking to the Lord, we've got that trend already going in those emotions, so we react emotionally one way or the other. That's a good point. What we're doing is we're taking our life and everything in it, and we're trying to get filled by everything but God. And when we do that, you know, we even have thoughts of, you know, if my children acted different, if I had a God-centered marriage, if my husband or wife would be more godly, then I will, this wouldn't look this way. And so we want to point out from our self-effort to the thoughts we have, it produces emotions. And usually it can be depression, anxiety. But what else have you all seen? You've kind of pointed out some. Just even, are you worn out? I think it, anger breeds with that. Yeah. And what happens if we don't learn to deal with anger, that that uh, comes in and not only your emotions, like you say, take over. But that also we find... Uh, just the different things uh, in the area of anger. Uh, we're not tolerant of other people, or we want everything our way. Like you said, we want it done right, right the way we want it. Yeah. And we want it done right now. And so. And um, another one would be fear. That fear is if you don't do it my way, you're not accepting me, or mm-hmm. I'm not right, or fear that I'm not being loved the way I want to be loved. And that causes us to trip up and, and causes divisions in our family and, and our marriages and, and our workplaces. It's that I'm rejected and, mm-hmm. and I'm not loved and accepted, so I either have to try real, real hard or I, once again, I give up. And so we're all looking to be filled from the world on accept me, just love me, and only God can fill that bucket. That's for sure. And so... The whole point of this podcast is to start looking at what we are believing and allow God to start showing you from your emotions, because that's usually what we can see first, is what emotion is coming out. Are you saying, I can't take this anymore, or I, you know, I'm leaving, whatever it is, or you know, I've, whatever the negative thought is, to stop and look at that. So we want to take, we've, we've developed it where we want you to look at what you're believing. And then from there, we have three things to do to start doing it differently, right? right? And the first thing is just a pause. When you see the emotion, 
taking over is just a pause and the second step is connect with God. And it talks about in even um, Matthew eleven twenty eight, where Jesus says, come to me who are weary and I will take the burden from you. And we've got to add God in. And that's where instead of letting everything else fill us up to where it doesn't meet our needs, God is the one that does. And so to pause and then connect with God do you all have some even biblical examples of what that looks like in your life or in your personal life, some examples of what, when we're connecting with God, what does that look like? Well, an example from the biblical aspect, you had mentioned Moses and not and Moses not believing God um, for his word. And yet we have a striking example from uh, the book of Daniel in chapter 1, uh, Verses 6 through 9, we have Daniel and uh, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, and we know them better as Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. Mm -hmm. But what I wanted to point out is, uh, and this is a wonderful story by a uh, biblical teacher, Michael, uh, Malcolm Smith, excuse me, uh, shared that in biblical times, uh, moms and dads would name their um, kiddos with statements of faith. So, for example, Hananiah's name was uh, God is gracious, uh, and then we have how great is my God and God is my helper. So every time the boys heard their names, God is gracious, uh, mommy uh, Hananiah would say, Hananiah, it's time to take a nap, it's time to eat. He would hear God is gracious, God is my helper. And so they were seeped in God's word. They were seeped in the empowerment of God and they were seeped in the truth. And even to the point that when we flip over to Daniel chapter three, uh, verse 17, we see that Nebuchadnezzar, the uh, heathen king who wanted to rule over uh, Israel, took captive these, these boys changed their names to Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, which were heathen names, in hopes that the boys would believe their new heathen names because then their behaviors and their emotions would uh, line up with those names. And uh, yet we see those boys at the end of the story about ready to be thrown into a fiery furnace because they would not bow the knee and worship Nebuchadnezzar. And the boys said, based on the truth and their relationship with God, their mind being renewed, their beliefs lined up with God's word, they said, our God can save us, but if he chooses not to, we will not bow the knee to your um, heathen gods. And it's for us, when we accepted Christ our Lord and Savior, we were given a new name, Christ Child Christian. And now it's our beliefs to be lined up with God's word so that we function and live out of that truth and have healthier marriages, healthier workplaces, healthier environment because we are on the rock and the firm foundation of God and his word. So that's a good example of uh, a biblical example mm -hmm. of something moving toward health. For sure. And even, you know, David and Goliath. You know, the story we learned when we were little, it's David was seeped in the word and his foundation was Christ, that he knew that he could take Goliath and it wasn't based on anything other than God would deliver him. And his saying was, I am part of the army of the living God. And if we're going to have victory in our life as God promised, 
we've got to let God be the center in our foundation. And each podcast we've done, we're trying to get you to start seeing how to add God in on different things. It was our identity last month. In this month, it's in our belief systems, which is so important to start asking God, how do I need to believe differently that is affecting every area of my life? And so we're asking to pause when the emotion comes up to connect with God. And then it's respond from there with that. And a lot of times we just need to say, God, I need you to change this. Because as we had pointed out, we live and try to get everything the world has to offer to fill us up. And yet it will at multiple times let us down. And then we wonder where God is, yet we've never had God be a part. So we're asking you to start asking God to fill you up, desire to be different, but God didn't leave us just to, to just replace the words, right? It's to take what we're believing and replace it with his identity and then meditate on the scripture to change us from the inside out. So one example we have is, and we talked about this last month, is we make these laminated cards and there are identity cards. And this one is who am I in Christ, which I talked about last month, but it still goes with this month in our belief systems where if you think you're inadequate where I lived for so long and tried to get everything to fill me up except God, well, once I started changing my thoughts and started realize I am adequate in Christ, I am adequate from his word and that's where I'll get my identity from and from that, I started looking at his scripture to change my thought life, which produced different actions. And so it's to take really his word and seep it into our life so that that is our foundation and we act differently from there. Go and on. we go on, and that's so good, and we go on choosing to believe that God's through the Holy Spirit is the one that's going to do the changing. So instead of me always blaming another person or thinking it's my fault, that God starts freeing me up to be the person he wants me to be. So I can see as I read his scripture that I am righteous, I am holy, I am adequate, not in and of myself, but as I allow the Holy Spirit to work in and through me. Mm-hmm. And you, you learn to relax in the spirit and the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, and peace, those emotions start being produced in you. And you're excited and you're at peace because you're not doing it. Mm-hmm. And so you can be relaxed. Instead of being anxious, you're relying on the Holy Spirit to guide and direct you in those particular areas. That's so good. Well, I want to end with two questions for our the people listening to our podcast or watching our video. And it's, first, are you willing to say, Lord, show me how I'm letting my negative thoughts or the lies that are keeping me in bondage? How are they affecting me in my health, in my marriage, in even my single life? And are they robbing me of the joy or the peace that you promised? That you you pause and you connect with God asking him, show me how I'm believing any lies. And then the second question is, Lord, I desire for you to change me. Show me in your word how I am adequate or whatever the lie is, I want to base it on your word and I want the victory that you promised. Mm -hmm. And God will deliver that. We've each seen it in our lives and our testimonies are on our our, um, website. 
We have written things in our newsletters. Everything's on our website that you can go to that we show step-by-step um, -step how to, to add his scripture into our life that is empowering change and transformation. So we want to thank you all for listening to us today and even watching this by video and to realize we do have material that can help you in our on our website, in our store. And then if you even want to have a laminated card to email us and let us know and I'll send you that.